There was like two people, and then they both signed off, and then I was the person. And so here I am. I'm 18. I am now the executor of this will. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and it took a really long time, like three or four years, to get everything done. So I had nowhere else to live. So I lived in this house for all that time, and I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was just, I was numb. Like I was dim like mm-hmm. you know how you have those dimmer switches mm-hmm. on a light mm-hmm. and I just turned it all the way down yeah mm-hmm. um and so I yeah Corey worked and I sort of did some college sort of didn't worked um and then the will finally you know we did it it was done and we sold the house and then I moved into like apartments and stuff but I was just like like I said I was totally different my whole everything about me like I was vibrant I wanted to be an actor I thought I was gonna like get in a bus on graduation day and go make it and be a star and like um I it was like opposite I was a the shadow of Jenny yeah. and yeah. so um I did that for a long time and I appreciate Corey because like um I was really annoying <laughs> I, you know, I, kind of a downer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything, you know, and very self oriented, like things is happening to me. Um, And so I'm really grateful for him seeing that that wasn't me. I was somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, Because he really only saw who you really were for about six months. Right. Yeah. And then he was, had this person. Right. (laughs) For what, two or three years? For almost 10 years, I lived that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, something that something that's kind of struck me is when we first started talking about being a mother and how you were talking about how you had this fear. Um, now, after hearing a lot about your story, I'm kind of like, it, it seems silly that, I mean, it makes sense, but it seems silly because you were a caregiver. You have been yeah. mm-hmm. for such a long time. And it's hard to be a caregiver and accept care like he's yes, given you. It is. Yeah. Um, and I would, you know actively sort of fight against it you Mm -hmm. know always just kind of like I don't know um just never there was never a good day for anything yeah like oh we should go to the beach and we could rent a car and we could go and I was oh I just don't know like that's depression ain't it yeah yeah and I and and I still have moments and I still struggle with feeling sad and um being depressed but I was solidly Mm. in that state Mm. from like almost 10 almost 10 years wow and it was not until I decided to leave uh Loganville in that area and come to Athens that I really started to see that um I had something to offer to the world I other people had things to offer to me like we could 
I could be a person in the world. I didn't have to hide anymore. I was hiding so much. Yeah. Um, And I went to college and I met some people locally that do movies and uh, I started hanging out with them and doing movies and um, and then I decided to sell vintage and then that's how the modeling came and it was just like all these things were tumbling yeah Yeah. and it was really good Um, and I feel better now than I ever maybe even better than I did when I was a kid because I saw all that shit like baggage even though my grandparents were amazing I still felt very abandoned yeah um despite they could have been my grandparents yeah. could have been like well that's the state's problem but yeah. they didn't yeah. <laughs> they yeah. didn't just, just a lot of negative energy around right yeah. yeah um they gave you a shot and even though they passed they gave you a yeah yeah, yeah. they were so cool yeah yeah <laughs> they sound um, like awesome people they were they yeah. were so neat um and just my grandma was so strong and like she's a big personality mm-hmm. um and i sometimes like i hear her come out of my mouth <laughs> there she is i just didn't know what i think yeah. um and a lot about her attitude um whether she believed it or not a lot about her attitude was just like if you don't like it don't look at me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah if, you know yeah. um and she had a lot of like cuban sayings that she would say and so mm-hmm. i say this stuff all the time now and i'm just like wow here she is she's right <laughs> what here are some she's of still them? here like, um, if you don't like it don't look at me um <laughs> right the devil doesn't know everything from being the devil they know it from being old <laughs> um and uh what's another one like she would say well my uncle would say this more it was uh like you know how you make the sound bam mm-hmm. bam to mean like there it is or yeah um bam. cuban safe wakata <laughs> okay <laughs> um so i say wakata <laughs> um uh yeah my grandparents they were like growing up cuban yeah um, and then also coming here and there's like no cuban people around me yeah, no when i was depressed i um had like a mental block and I could not speak Spanish. Oh wow. I um lost all of it. Like it wow. was still there, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. I couldn't remember the words for things. I maybe I was blocking it out. Uh, maybe it had to do with my depression. But I spoke Spanish before I spoke English. And so mm. it was really strange all of a sudden to be like, I cannot communicate yeah. in this language anymore. Um and then I did study Spanish and that helped a lot. Um yeah. But you uh, were born in the Philippines? I was born in the Philippines on a military base. Oh, okay. okay. Like an Air yeah. Force base. Yeah. Yeah. Clark. Um, so, you know, you're talking about the ashes and wishing you could do more, and this is going to sound so fucking cliche, but it seems like you are doing the most simply by, like, living and your life the way you are and honoring them. Oh, that's really... Oh, like, yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. For sure. I really think... Yeah. I, I mean, I can just see that from just the way you're speaking about things and the yeah. fact that you you are her you yeah, know what I mean in like, a lot yeah, of ways yeah yeah in and a lot of ways we fought constantly when I was a teenager because it turns out we were like so similar the same <laughs> yes, person sure yeah yeah and my daughter and I um we don't fight in the same way because she's five yeah but um I see the teenage arguments coming <laughs> um oh my, god and how I like 
uh, tried so hard because I was like, oh, I'm a feminist. Yeah. And I don't have to be a wife and I don't have to be a mother and I don't have to clean my house and I'm not even going to have a trash can. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it all on the floor and just like watching her just like, ah, oh, ragey, like melting down because she's like, no, this is ultimately how you are a woman. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't even know if I'm a woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know. Like, um, I don't and, do the dishes. I throw them in the crib. Right. Right. <laughs> I was so just like ah. yeah and yeah. um and so so then I didn't learn to cook and I didn't learn to do the basic house yeah. stuff because yeah. I was just like fuck that I'm like I'm gonna think I'm gonna be a thinker I'm gonna clean my house I don't need to do that um and so um she did meet Corey and that was really cool both yeah. my grandparents met my husband that's awesome um, and my grandfather was already kind of on his like, he wasn't all the way there, um, but they did meet, and my, uh, he was uh, at that point in his illness where he would just, like, say anything. Yeah. Um, and so he never said anything rude or weird to him, so I was like, that's good. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good sign. It's <laughs> a good sign. Yeah. Um, and then my grandmother was like, she loved him. Aww. It was ridiculous. She would joke with me. She said that she'd be like, well, if I was 17, <laughs> you know, I'd... <laughs> this guy grandma yeah <laughs> and he would take his hat off when he came in the house Aww. and she was just like that's a good kid Aww. and um once uh we were we needed the lawn to be cut and my brother and i were at odds because he was already like you're not my mom mm. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what's going on in this house you're not my mom so you're not telling me what to do and so Corey came and we didn't even know he was coming and he went into our garage and he got our mower out and we were like what is it and we looked and here he was mowing the lawn and my grandmother was like that's a man (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like stop (laughs) Um, but uh so she really she really loved him um and I think that she felt a little more like she was not comfortable leaving this in the world um but she felt a little more comfortable knowing that Corey was with me sure no matter how long that would last but she already was like you guys are gonna stay together like this this is your man this is you're gonna marry him and I was just like well whatever like maybe like I like him but don't be weird grandma (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and um well she probably got married uh, no, she was actually almost a cute, like no, like a Cuban spinstress. Like she got married when she was thirty to a man who was divorced. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah. So oh, that was scandal. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the story of how they started dating is really cool, and I can tell yeah. y'all. Okay. Um, but they had always known each other. Cuba has different towns, and the towns sponsor dances oh, cool. at the time, and so. Um, that's how they met. They would meet at different dances that were in the towns kind of surrounding Havana. Um, and she was from Cotorro, and he was from Cuatro Caminos, which is like f- like four-way, like a four-way stop, mm-hmm. but like four roads is the name of the town, and hers was Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the towns got together for a dance, and they met that way, and then later... He came back after he was divorced, and he visited her, and it was very traditional, like, sit on the couch together with the grandma (laughs) over there. Um, And he looked at her legs, and she had been dating this guy in the government, and it was known that they were going to get married. Um, And the Castro stuff had not started happening yet. It was still Batista. um, And so this guy worked for Batista. And um, my grandpa was talking to her and looked at her legs, and he was like, why are your legs so hairy? 
And she was like, because I like it. (laughs) And he was like, I don't think you like it. I think it's because your boyfriend makes you. And she was like, no way. I do what I want. Um, I would definitely shave my legs if I wanted to. And he was like, what if I went and bought a razor right now? And would you do it? And she's like, absolutely. And so he's like, be right back. And he went down the street and he bought a razor. And he came back with it. And she went into the bathroom and shaved her legs. And came out and was like, boom, look. Fuakata. Did it. Um, And her boyfriend saw her later and was like why are you shaving your legs for some other man? And and they got into a huge fight and they broke up. And um, he was killed in a car bomb. Oh, shit. Like, a few weeks later. Oh, my God. That's the story. And so they got together and got married. Wow. Yeah. And so for some leg shaving, like... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. That's not the way I thought that story was going to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, some leg shaving Cuban feminism. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I um, have a um, a question. Um, surprise, surprise. It's kind of off topic. Um, but when when Obama was in office and Cuban relations improved and we opened that whole thing up, yeah. how did you feel? Um, I wanted to go back. Um, a lot of Cubans that had lived in Cuba um, imagined that when Castro falls. Or when, not Castro, because he's, like, gone, right? Yeah. Um, But when communism is over, this government is over in Cuba, that they were, like, going to go back and go back to their house where someone currently lives and just, like, take back all their shit. Yeah. That's not not realistic. Um, And so I heard a lot of that, and I was just like, that's ridiculous. You're not going to go to Cuba and take someone's home. Um, But I I wanted to go back. Um, I think that... I think that people imagine that in Cuba, like, that they could uh, take the shackles of communism off at any moment, Mm -hmm. but it's an island. Mm -hmm. Um, And so other nations that have been able to take uh, take a stand, like, the people are like, we don't want this government, we're going to take a stand. They were, there were other nations, Mm -hmm. maybe even bordering them that could help or place to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to leave Cuba, you got to get in a boat. and who knows yeah yeah. roll the dice and see what happens to you um and so when it was opened up i was hoping that it would be like the beginning of the end um and it seems that way but it's going a lot slower than i thought yeah um they already have like where you can have your own small business now you can get kind of a permit that's cool and um i'm not all like yay capitalism but yeah it's better than what they've got going on yeah um hopefully they can build something that's like somewhere in between that still like cares about people and ultimately about human beings because communism on paper is that way yeah um and capitalism on paper is also cool but when you get human beings involved then i guess it turns and like more than five right yeah Yeah. Yeah. somebody goes well i can get all this power and then they do um and so i hope they find something in the middle between um like socialism and capitalism yeah do you think that uh when that happened and then it was you know it was a huge thing um do you was your grief at all tied into that like did you wish your grandparents had been able to see it um i mean my grandfather never went back my Mm -hmm. grandmother went back in the 70s and Mm -hmm. she took my uncle lee and uh they were she was so sad she was just like this is like 
this is not what it was. Um, No matter how bad the government was and needed to go, Batista's government, this is not good either. Um, And her brother was like gung-ho for the revolution. And so, um, and they had made a lot of promises, especially to women. Um, Women fought alongside men in the revolution. But when it came time to start the government, where do those women go? Back to your house, mm-hmm. back to you. But the propaganda is very like, everybody is a citizen. Everybody yeah. is fighting for the revolution. But like, it's still very much this, you know, the machismo is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's just such an interesting like yeah. layer yeah. to this whole thing. For yeah. sure. Being yeah. Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much in the last decade has changed yes and I was very surprised um at how many people family members included that came from Cuba and are immigrants are Mm anti-immigration and want to build the wall Mm -hmm. and are pro-Trump and I'm very confused by it It, um it's got to go back to that whole propaganda thing right that's I mean propaganda is so powerful and people will say it's not propaganda because that's not legal in America bull shit it's all propaganda it's propaganda it is total propaganda totally and so I I'm so confused by it I'm like Mm -hmm. do you think that the door closed when you came in Mm -hmm. like you don't you don't think anybody else gets to have what you got yeah Um, why are you better then right yeah and uh Cubans because they were like kind of not kind of definitely sanctioned or literally helped by the U.S. government to Mm -hmm. assimilate to come to the United States to become citizens, whereas Haitians who do the same thing Mm -hmm. or have done the same thing in the past get a boat, roll the dice, put their foot on land, Mm -hmm. and then they get sent back. But Cubans, somehow, it's different. um, It's very strange to me. Uh, So as a result of that favoritism or being favored, Cubans think that their shit don't stink. And so it's very... um, yeah, I have two um, Cuban American nephews, and their father from Miami. Um, the whole family and his parents, you know, immigrated and everything. And and I, uh, I love the guy; I think he's great. Um, but I can definitely see that. Like he has a very that mentality yes. of like hold his chest really high. Yeah, yeah. There's like a phrase, um, and it translates like in. So there's two forms of saying you. In Spanish, you okay. can say two, which is like among friends or people that you know. Um, and then usted, which is like a formal way mm-hmm. of saying it um, to somebody maybe you don't know or you're giving them kind of like respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would say usted. So it was like in Cuba, they would have to refer to me as usted. <laughs> but it's all in Spanish. Um, yeah. But yeah. And so it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm I am a I'm somebody to be respected yeah. is what they're trying to say. And it's like, yeah. okay. And that's great in moderation. Right. <laughs> right. Everything's great in moderation except for our stink. Yeah. <laughs> Cyanide. Uh, <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So um your uncle yeah so so we um so fast forward i guess from the times when i was still younger um and uh i had my daughter 
and my uncle was ecstatic. He was so happy um, to have this little person that he's related to. He never <laughs> he never had any children that we know of. I know, I know, this is a weird way of putting it, but like it could be. It's Who knows? Totally possible. Um, he was a musician. He was I like, mean, all on. over the yeah. place. He toured Latin America. Like, there's a lot of people out there that he's met and been with, and yeah. um, and so. Who knows? So I was like his kid. Mm-hmm. And so when he saw Viva, it was like his grandchild had been born. Um, he would call me every day. He was always planning to come up here. Um, he changed his life. He like turned it around. He was always very like heavy set, which is fine, whatever. But he was like, I want to be healthy. I want to stop smoking cigarettes. I want to start riding a bike everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he wow. did. He just did. He started uh, really being interested in, like, bike culture. And so when he wanted to come here, he was all like, do you know of any trails that I could like? I was like, okay, you're going to bring your bike. I didn't, <laughs> know, didn't know that. <laughs> um, and so um, I, it was totally unexpected. Um, he, like, was riding his bike. He was in a, He was on a trail. And he was on a trail called <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. Oh, wow. Um, which I found out later, and I was just like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and he was, like, one of those GoPro guys. So oh, he, no. um So I've never seen it, but oh, the film wow. exists. Um, my brother and I have zero interest in knowing what that was yeah. like. Um, but so he was, like, GoProing and, like, biking with a friend and the friend said that he looked back and he didn't see him so he's like oh turn around and he goes around the corner and he was already down and just already gone um and so they think that he either had a heart attack or maybe like he was like overexerted and that caused a heart attack or an aneurysm we didn't know at the time uh we now know that it was a heart attack and so he just had a heart attack and died and just fell he was 50 Oh, God. Um, and um, his friend called me, his friend Mike, and I've known Mike my entire life, but I don't talk to Mike on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when Mike called, I was just like, oh, hi, uh, what are you, you know, how's it going? And like trying to shoot the shit. And he was like, well, I have something to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, um, and I was on my cell phone. I was standing in my living room and my husband was there. And my daughter was like playing. And he's, Corey said that he looked at me and then my whole demeanor changed and I, I buckled. Like I've never, I've never lost control of my limbs before like that. And my knees buckled and I fell. Um, and he was like, yeah, he, he was on his bike and he's just gone, Jen, he's gone. And I was just like, like what? Like you're not, I don't even know what to say. Like, um, and I was like, okay, well, uh, thanks for calling (laughs) I'm going to call my brother, um, and I did, and he was just like, I can't imagine how he felt. Um, I didn't want anybody else to tell him. Mm. Um, Were y'all speaking at that point? My brother when, and I, yes. Yeah. yeah. He had already decided that my, he was starting to decide that things were not going great with my mother, and so, um, and that's between them, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he and I were more, and he was like, yeah, I was like, I have a kid now, you know, there are people that she's related to that she should know. Um, and so I was trying to pull in my family, whatever I had left, my uncle, mm-hmm. my brother, which is really it. Um, 
And at the time, still my Miami people, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you're shitty, but maybe now mm-hmm. that I have my own child, something will change. It didn't, but whatever. I thought so at the time. And so then my mother got involved. Um, she is always up to some shady shit. And so she had some friend of my uncle's go to his house and like take all his shit to his house. Um, and then she started like one of those uh, funeral fund me pages. And, um, and so then all these people gave money to the page and then she tried to steal it. Um, and then she wasn't able to, my brother really like put, like dropped the hammer and was like, you better give me this money or I'm calling the fucking police. Like, yeah. And she was like, no police, no police. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of drama. Uh, she planned a a memorial for him. Um, he died in September. I thought we were going to go down there like right away. Nope. She planned it for like October 12th, the day before my child's birthday, her first birthday. Um, I was like, fine, we'll go, whatever. Um, I so is your there. mother living down there? No, she lives in Vegas. Okay. So she plans this whole memor- memorial at Hard Rock Cafe uh, in Miami. And it costs a lot of money to do that. I didn't know until the time. Um, and so she planned this whole thing. But in the process of that month between the actual when he passed all the way to the funeral, we had had enough uh, back and forth between my poor brother that um she's like i'm not even gonna go to this shit so she plans this whole thing she shows up a week before the memorial for a fashion show takes a bunch of my uncle's shit and sells it um and then didn't even show up for the memorial that she planned at hard rock cafe which is not what we would have done Mm -hmm at all no that was so like cringy i cringed when i heard that i was like why like i mean he'd been a musician but like what the fuck like i don't even know what to say to her you know yeah about that decision um and she invited all his friends and whatever uh but she didn't come which was fine actually because i didn't want to see her um and so between uh the death and the funeral it was like a month, I said. Um, in that time, I was like, well, what are we going to do? Is he going to be cremated? Is he going to be buried? I know that we have two plots down in the cemetery that are by our great-grandparents that um, could be used in the event that that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So I called about the plots. Um, and they were very confused because they were like, no, those plots were sold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, by who? Uh, she had sold them. Uh, she had somehow finagled paperwork to sell them and sold them. And um, we didn't have any place to put him wow. if that's where we were, what we were going to do. So he was cremated as a result. I think probably he probably would have wanted that, yeah. honestly. Um but it just enraged me, and that's the catalyst that made her... Because I told everybody, anybody mm-hmm. who would listen to me, I was like, yeah, you think she's so fucking great? Listen to what a piece of shit she is. Yeah. And I told them. And um, and so 
uh, she decided that it was too much negativity and bad shit out there for her, so she's not going to do it. Um, so my brother and I ended up paying for this memorial <laughs> that Jesus. we did not plan or even care to do. Um, we would have done something else. Uh, with the morning of the um, like memorial, uh, my uncle, his best friend, one, two of his best friends growing up were Greg and Scott, my brother and his girlfriend, because my uncle had a girlfriend at the time. It's very sad they were going to get married. Um, her name was Amy. And we still talk a little bit, but ultimately, like, she just was destroyed. Mm -hmm. And she brought all her girlfriends um, because they were just, like, doing, like, a protective Mm -hmm. shell around her to, like... And I was really beautiful. I I was not... Because they were like, we hope this is okay. And I was like, so okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're here to help her because I could not imagine losing somebody you love like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... uh, so yeah, we took his ashes to South Beach because it was close to the Hard Rock, and um, we just like we sat in a circle. Um, we talked about Lee, and then we, my brother and I, went out to the surf in our like funeral attire. We did not plan ahead, so mm-hmm. we showed up to the memorial soaking wet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we didn't tell my my aunts and uncles my Miami family anything about it so we went by ourselves and we just like walked into the ocean and put his ashes there and just were like go like mm-hmm. be in the sea like he loved to fish and so we were like this is the best case scenario for him he has to go be with the fish <laughs> and be fish food um, and so yeah it was like that was really cool that was really awesome that um, his friends kind of were like what is this memorial? This isn't in Lee. And I was just like, this is, it is what it is. Everybody's going, we're going. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, nah, we got to do something else. And so that's what they devised this plan to do this. And they picked me up like super early. <laughs> it was like 7 or 7.30 when we finally got to the beach. Wow. My brother had flown all night, <laughs> picked up at the airport, picked me up, and then went to the beach to do this. And... Um, yeah, I thought I thought that was more appropriate mm-hmm. than the actual memorial, and so the memorial was weird. Um, his friends played uh, the Pink Floyd song. They played um, I can't even like listen to this song anymore. Ever it comes on the radio, I'm like, nope. Um, they played Wish You Were Here, Ugh. and it was really moving. Uh, his friends were all musicians. They played his guitar and his bass oh, wow. um, for the event my brother took a bunch of pictures and when I see the pictures I'm just like grimacing in every photo like I just have this either like crying face or just 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 like unhappy Mm -hmm. look um and I think he was taking photos to have something to do Mm -hmm. like not to think about what's going on and so um so at the memorial he had worked in uh, there's like only one strip club in Key West, apparently. <laughs> there's just this one. And he worked there. And so um, the dancers from the club were at the, the memorial. Uh, they had to like come up like together, I guess, or with friends. I like whoever could make it made it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just like surrounded me <laughs> and were telling me how like cool and sweet he was. And they were just like, you know, just different stories. Like when my 
boyfriend was being abusive, I could always stay with Lee. If I didn't have any money, he always had a couple of dollars to give me so I could get something to eat. Um, And so they're like, let's go outside and they like took me on this odyssey to go to their car to get something (laughs) that lee had written on um and so i disappeared from the memorial for over an hour and i don't i I had no idea anybody noticed but they did and so then they were like looking for me it was unnecessary drama (laughs) oh no um They were just like, what were you doing? And I was like, none of your damn business. How about that? Um, and I got to meet all these really interesting people that he had lived uh, around in the Keys. And then um, there was some people that had known him for years. And there was this one lady, Deborah, who said that after Hurricane Andrew, because it was huge, it was yeah. like destroyed South Florida. Um, and he found out that her neighborhood was blocked off and Lee had gotten a truck with all these guys together to clear roads so they were just like driving around pulling branches pulling shit off the road so that that supplies and stuff could get to this neighborhood where there were all these families she said that they came they nailed boarded up her house um so that nobody would come in and loot or Mm -hmm. because they were still living there and so like come in and do bad things um and so, like, all these people were telling me amazing stories about him. And I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Like, I 100% uh, believe every one of them because he was always so cool. Mm. Um, and when I was a little kid, he he had so many friends. And so um, seeing them there was really amazing, especially when, like, you don't expect that anyone would know you still, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they'd be like, Jenny. And I was just like, how do you even know that I'm Jenny? Um, I saw his really, like, super long-term girlfriend, his first love, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized her immediately. She's a gorgeous, uh, she's a model. She actually modeled for Lane Bryant in the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and so awesome. She's amazing. She's uh, always been just a beautiful soul. Um, she was such a, like, a rocker chick um, <laughs> with the kind of, like, big curly hair and the red, red lips and, like, the matte <laughs> skin. And I thought she was, like, the most beautiful person on the planet. And she still is, is super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but she um, she taught me how to walk after I broke my leg. I was wow. so little when wow. I broke it that I had yeah. to, like, learn to walk again. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She taught me. And... Uh, I knew her immediately, and seeing her was like... And you hadn't seen her in years. Since I was like five wow. or six. I went to see her once in L.A. Oh, cool. When I was six with my grandma, we went on a plane. Oh. We stayed at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Shit, girl. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was. I felt so cool. It. They were like renovating it. Uh. But it was still really awesome. Yeah, of course. And just seeing her like come into that lobby all in black leather and just like aviators and hair and lipstick (laughs) and I was just like what I walked into a music video Um, you are everything I want to be yeah right (laughs) yes and seeing her like on entertainment tonight when in the 90s wow yeah her mom would call everybody because my grandmother (laughs) and her mom were best friends from Cuba and so uh, they always wanted their kids to get married but it didn't work out that way and so um 
So yeah, seeing her was just amazing. Seeing all these people was really cool. Hearing all the stories, because that's they, they kept asking, do you need anything? Mm-hmm. Do you want anything? Like, can we get you something? And I'm just like, talk about Lee, just talk about yeah. Lee. Um, and so yeah, it was really beautiful, despite it being something that I was like, the venue was so yeah. lame and like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know. Like there was like Jimi Hendrix something, and you know what I mean. It was yeah, just, it like, was. Weird. I mean, it was a hard rock cafe. It was a hard rock cafe. Yeah, it was strange. Um, and, and they played their song, and then it was just like kind of over. Um, and yeah, and it was you know, and then still at dealing with because um, afterward we had to go and like get the stuff from this guy's house that he had all my uncle's things and then we had to figure out what to do with these things because mm-hmm. we we're like not going to take we're, we're not going to get on a plane with everything mm-hmm. um and so we took what we could we threw away anything that was trash we donated the rest yeah and um that's what we did the rest of the time that we were there let's just like go through his stuff and honestly there wasn't really much left um because like i said my mother had already been there and so anything that was remotely valuable was gone. Um, yeah, he had fished his whole life, like I said, and all the fishing. We were like, where are the fishing poles? Because just curious. I don't want them. But yeah, where the yeah. fuck is that stuff? And yeah. where's his PlayStation and his like <laughs> video games and his computer yeah. and his, you know. And so, yeah, it was awful. Um, awful going through other people's things like that when you're like motivated to figure out what to do yeah. and you have a limited time that's really hard yeah yeah hmm. yeah but ultimately like it was a little better but I feel like all the funerals that for the people close to me like I don't think any funeral is going to do anybody justice no yeah no I don't think that um there's any way to honor a life um, in an hour no. or two hours or yeah. whatever it is. Um, there are really beautiful ways of having a funeral, but I don't feel like any of these funerals really, um, or even like them. My grandfather would not have wanted that big Cuban yeah. bullshit. He would have been like, this is, I, w- I wouldn't want to go to this party. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I wouldn't want to be here. So why are we here? Yeah. Um, and then my grandmother's, I was just super angry about how people, in the end, um, wow, you really find out how people oh, are. Yeah. Yes. Um, because, like, when my grandma died, I hadn't seen these people in, like, almost a year, and then suddenly they're here, like, with a U-Haul. Yeah. What can we take off your hands? What can we take from you? And I was like, wow, I couldn't have come with a fucking U-Haul full of people to help me. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and then for my uncle, like... He would have been like, this is so bullshit. He would call it Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> so Bobo. <laughs> and, um, yeah. He sounds like an incredible guy. He really was. He, amazing. He was in a couple of bands. He was in Otep. Really? Yeah, That's for a so little while. Funny. Yeah, he was in. He was in there. That's cool. And he had a band called Speak No Evil. And sometimes I play it for Viva. Nice. Because I'm like, that's Lee, or yeah. that's him on the guitar, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Are you doing questions? Yeah. So at the uh, end, or do you have? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about? Um, oh, I had read where you asked uh, what I would do if it was me. Like, my what do I want done when I die? Yeah, that's what we're we're about to ask you. The 
our uh, end, end questions. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, um, what song would you want played at your funeral? Um, so, my favorite song since I was a little girl is Windy by the Association. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you've probably heard it, and it's like, um, who's going down the streets of the city, smiling at everybody she sees? <laughs> who's reaching out to capture the moment? Everyone says it's windy. <laughs> and so I would want windy. And when I was a little girl, I would change the words to be like, everyone knows it's Jenny. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, so I would probably That's would so pick sweet. windy. I love that song. Um, Upbeat. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I have my melancholy moments. Everybody is human and has that. Yes. And um, I have some sadness because of all the things that have occurred. But I try to be sunny. And so as cheesy as it can sound, it's like I wouldn't want anybody. I would want everybody to burst out laughing laughing because they're like, what the fuck is this song? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then you should have a couple people there that sing Jenny. Yeah. Instead, like, tell Mm -hmm. him, like... Yes. Corey and yes. Viva tell a couple and it, people it has a whistling like solo in the song so it's, like, it's perfect it's amazing that's hilarious I love it mm-hmm. so I guess that kind of ties into yeah what is your death plan or what um, so in my like will I even have it written that I do not want uh, to be buried ever um, no part of me mm-hmm. um, when I was younger I always wanted to be to have a tr- like a seed planted inside of my organs or like pick an organ take mm-hmm. it out plant mm-hmm. a seed make some food mm-hmm. um uh but i think that cremation i mean i am not um i'm not attached to this body mm-hmm. in the way that i think a lot of people feel attached to their body um so i don't really think that it matters what happens to my body mm-hmm. um but i definitely do not like the notion of being in the ground mm-hmm. just overall like yeah. caves going under people that go underground and mm-hmm. i have no desire yeah yeah and i saw an urn the other day that says it's dark in here <laughs> <laughs> that's so perfect it yeah is. it is um and so uh cremation yeah. is is interesting um but then i read all this stuff about like how polluted we are yes. <laughs> and how cremation could be so bad for the environment i was like oh damn there's that's something there's, else there's, there's no there aren't many ways to <laughs> yeah. dispose of a body legally that are good for the right. planet yeah. right yeah. my husband wants a funeral pyre and i'm like mm, okay mm-hmm. i wonder if we can do that but um but I don't care. Arrest me. Whatever. Yeah. Like, we're doing it. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm not really attached to what happens to my physical. Um, I just hope that whatever happens that people um, like don't be my grandpa would be like, uh, you, you'll cry when I die. Or you cry when I die. He would say, don't cry now. Cry when I die. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want anybody to cry. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to just be like, well, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Neat. She had a good ride. She did it. That was a good movie. She did that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah. And so cremation seems like. They're uh, doing these now. It's obviously not as popular as cremation, but it's a molecular sort of. That's, they're hoping to take the place of cremation where they basically just turn your body to water. Oh, that's cool. That's supposed to 
be better for the environment and better, like less waste and but yeah. sort of the same concept. So it right. just basically turns your body to a water and then can wow. be done with whatever. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting to think of like the environment in uh, the same thought as your, your death and what happens to your body, but it's mm-hmm. true. You have to think of, yeah. Yeah, you have to think of this shit. <laughs> yeah. So what would you want done with your cremains? Oh, uh, take me to interesting places and leave me. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me go to all the places maybe that it maybe I didn't go. Or um, if there aren't any places like that, then um, take me to the, the ocean. Yeah. Um, where all my people are yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all three of them. Um when I think of my parents, I think of them, and so all my parents are in the ocean. Yeah. So take me to the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That. Um, so you have a friend that is grieving. Say they've just lost someone. Right. What food do you bring them to make them feel better? Um, I would bring like just a huge Cuban meal. Um, <laughs> like just so much food that. Mm-hmm. Um, like black beans and rice and mm. uh, maybe some pork or picadillo, mm. which is like a beef dish with raisins and olives. Mm. And so it's like sweet and savory. Oh, gosh. Um, and like pastelitos or like a flan. I'm not good at flan, but I'd find a way. <laughs> um, I can make pastelitos, which are like little uh, turnovers with guava inside. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Just like a big old Cuban <laughs> meal. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here for that. And so, what is something you'd like to do before you die? Like your bucket list moment or your your make a wish day? Hmm. I would. I would. I would just want to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on my list. Is just. Uh, I always want, like I said. I wanted to leave Georgia immediately. I haven't mm-hmm. done that. Um, I'm not salty about it, but I definitely um, I want to see more of the world mm-hmm. um, wherever that is. I would love to go to Cuba. Honest, mm. yeah. Um, I did travel to Spain, and that gave me. I lived there for three months. Um, I worked for UGA there, and it just changed my life. And I um, I saw so many interesting things, and I did things I never did before. And I just feel like maybe it was. I mean, obviously, you're in a new place, new things, but um, the traveling and being somewhere else uh, was really, it transformed me. I came back, and I was like, I'm quitting my job. (laughs) I'm starting my vintage business. I'm going to do this. Um, And so I, it changed my life going over there. Um, I didn't get to study abroad in college, so doing that was really cool. Yeah. Um, And so I would want to travel. I want to write a book um about uh things that like I've I'm really um inspired by books that talk about like a place and culture even just a snapshot in time Mm -hmm. and I would love to add to the body of work that talks about growing up Cuban yeah and Mm -hmm. so I would love to write a book yeah yeah bucket list book yeah well, do you have anything else you'd like to ask? I asked everything during the episode. <laughs> I just went straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't bite my tongue. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it, it's a beautiful story. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and so I was what I wondered if it would be too much to talk about um, for your podcast, but I'm glad. No, there's no, no such thing. It fits. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a, a good piece of this body of work that we're yeah. <laughs> doing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I'm always, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, there's a lot that I've gotten from your episode, personally. Oh, yes. thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. Sure. Thank you for sharing. Yes, yes. thank, you, thank you, sharing. you so much. Thank for you sharing. for having me. And um, I was worried that growing up that I wasn't Cuban enough because <laughs> of my German heritage on my father's side. Uh-huh. I favor uh, like a German girl. Yeah. Um, but I have learned through like just talking just being yeah. like here even yeah i've learned how cuban i am yeah yeah um i'd say so <laughs> and yeah and how um how important it is to me as yeah. as much as i tried to be like a white girl growing mm-hmm. up i am not mm-hmm. a white girl yeah 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 <laughs> But no, my skin identity. is white, but yeah. I am not. I don't identify. I'm Cuban, and yeah. people often are we are like, "What? You're yeah. American? I'm Cuban American." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah, it's yeah. who you are. Yes. So thank yeah. you for letting me talk about it. Yeah, of yes. course. Thank you for coming yes, on. I so don't much. want anyone else to die, but yeah, same. We'd, we'd love to have you back sometime. Yes. <laughs> yes. We can, ch- we can chat. Yeah. yeah right. For sure. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, over coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Thank yes, you. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much. So I guess to uh, something. What was the word? What is the bam word? Oh, fuakata. Fuakata? Yeah. Was, was that even close? Close. It was amazing. Fuakata? You did it. Fuakata. So we'll say fuakata because it all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.